0: Hey everybody and welcome to the FYI podcast where we talk about faith, life, adulting, relationships, finances. Oh man, we talk about it all because there are questions that are coming from you. If you don't know us, my name is Micah Keneally.
1: I'm Josiah Keneally. We're your hosts. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for leaving us ratings and reviews and for sharing this episode with your friends who need some encouragement it helps us mm-hmm. reach more listeners with the message of fyi podcast which is the message of jesus and mm-hmm. like micah mentioned every friday we drop a new episode we mm-hmm. also take and unpack one question a week mm-hmm. that come from you these are questions that our audience of college students and young adults 20 somethings really right. are asking and today's question you ready for it micah i'm ready for it comes from justin ready? fish and Dustin Ooh. asked us through Instagram, okay. actually. Okay, he Dustin, sent him what do you got? And he said, how do I keep pushing even when I'm exhausted?
0: Whew. Well, I think we live in a world that has actually taught us to run to be so exhausted. If you ask me, right? Busy is better. That's what the world is telling us. Busy is better. More is better. Faster is better. Bigger. Bigger is better.
1: More, more, more. Right. Excess.
0: But I'll tell you this. I think I've learned the older I get, and you're, I may sound old for even saying that, the more experienced I get in life and the more things we accumulate, whether it's objects or things of any nature, um, I've realized that less is more and less is better.
1: Well, <laughs> this might seem off topic, but it's really not. Hmm. Okay. Talk about our rule that if we haven't used oh, something yeah. in a certain length of time, what's our rule?
0: Okay. So I actually learned this from a Bible study that I did um, on Right Now Media with Kathy Lip is her yep. name. She's incredible if you want to check it out. But the rule is if we have not used something within the last year, whether it's something that we wear, something Shoes, in the house, clothes. anything, if it has not been used in a year and it's in a drawer that we forgot about three years later, hey, get rid of it. So we donate it. We get rid of it. We bless somebody else who may need it. And then the challenge on top of that challenge is every spring and fall, you guys, I'm a freak. You're going to think I'm crazy now is I get to get a piece of paper, get a pen and start going through things in the house. And our goal is to get rid of 2000 things each time. And I know what you're thinking, how in the world can you get rid of 2000 things or 4,000 things a year? Listen, If you're done with college and you realize you have all these notebooks with actually no notes, one notebook that you toss in the trash is one item, not a hundred pages per your little thing, one item. And it just helps declutter the elements of your life, the elements of your surroundings, because I've realized this and I've talked to people, whether you're type A or type B, whatever it is, if that's your personality type, more, you know, organized or not organized, you recognize and realize that when your space is cluttered, your soul feels cluttered, yeah. and your brain feels cluttered, and you just feel like your emotions your are scattered.
1: Feels cluttered, yes.
0: And so, make some white space. Exactly. When we start to eliminate things, we start making room for more of God. And I'm not, I'm not washing dishes. I'm not taking care of 10 cars. We have two, you know, and just thinking about the things that you own. Because if you own things and I start owning you, that's a problem. That's a problem. And that can cause a lot of unrest in some people's season of life.
1: Exactly. And so Dustin, here's what we're going to help you do is we want to help you do less of the unimportant, Mm -hmm. less of the unnecessary things that are actually Mm -hmm. causing you to be overwhelmed, overworked, exhausted, overscheduled. We want to help you figure out what actually matters in your life. And so we're going to help you do two things. The first is be less exhausted. Yeah. Okay. So Dustin, our goal is that by the end of this episode, you put together Mm. a game plan. If you're listening and you feel overscheduled, anxious, just exhausted, chronically fatigued, Right. we're going to help you find out what really matters. So you're less exhausted. And then you might actually do fewer things, but they're going to be the high impact activities, investing in the right relationships, doing the right activities, Mm -hmm. that you're actually going to get more done of what really matters. That's right. Because I think that, I just want to put that little caveat on your question. I don't want to help you do more meaningless things. Right. I want to help you do more of what really matters. And I want to find out what's exhausting you. What are you doing that, Is it staying up till 2 a.m. Watching Netflix and playing video games while Snapchatting people and watching TikToks? Let's cut it out. Go to bed at a reasonable time and you're going to do less TikTok, Mm -hmm. but you're going to have more energy to get up, wake up and spend time with God. Go to work Mm -hmm. and crush it at work and see the results in your relationships that Mm -hmm. you're seeking for. You're going to be less exhausted and you're going to get more done of the meaningful.
0: And meaningful things that, mean that you find enjoyment in, you find fulfillment and you find purpose and you find that's going to help set you up for success later on down the road. Right. So there's this cool thing that Josiah is going to help us unpack. Yeah. And it's, it's practical. It's fun. If you want to geek out over it, you can, because we do, but it's a four quadrants that we're going to take a look at. So just imagine four little squares and he's going to help unpack that and help you identify where is your time being spent and what can get cut out? And how do you need to reallocate? the fact that we all have 24 hours in a day?
1: Exactly.
0: It's just a matter of what are we all doing with our 24 hours.
1: This comes from Stephen Covey, his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And mm-hmm. he has a, like Micah said, four quadrants of the time management matrix. If you're driving, um, maybe bookmark this episode and come back to it. If you're working out, it might be hard to drop But If you can actually just grab a piece of paper and take a quick note uh, or two, this will help you. Mm -hmm. But if you picture the quadrants, what it actually looks like um, is quadrant one is the upper left. Quadrant two is the upper right. Quadrant three is the bottom left Mm -hmm. and quadrant four is the bottom right. And um, there's two um, axes, really that across horizontally the two things are urgent or not urgent because every task is either urgent or not urgent it's either due today as homework Mm -hmm. or it's not urgent because it's due next month Mm -hmm. and it's either important or it's not important
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: so the the quadrant quadrant one box is um Important and urgent. And that's great. If you spend your time doing things that are urgent and important, but the reality is is what's urgent and what's important, this would actually be like a crisis, a deadline-driven project. Um, So something that is really urgent and time-sensitive and it's also important. Quadrant two is not urgent, but really important. Mm -hmm. This would be like dating. This would Mm -hmm. be like making friends. Mm -hmm. This would be things like, Having a dream session. This would be things like devotionals. Right. This would be like things like, okay, it's important because it's what God's called us to, but it's not urgent because if you Mm -hmm. do it at 102 a.m. or 102 p.m., it doesn't really make a difference. Quadrant three is not important, but it's urgent. Perfect example, text message. Not important, but it dinged. And I am the worst at this Mm -hmm. because dopamine and ding, 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 and buzzing and ringing and dinging. And so emails, a lot of people, DMs, um, you know, meetings even can be not important, but they're urgent because you have to be there class mm-hmm. work. Um, And then the last one real quick mm-hmm. is quadrant four. This is not urgent and not important. And you, you don't want to live there. Right. This would be busy work. Mm-hmm. This would be uh, getting stuck with 22 tabs open on your internet. And so you get into analysis paralysis because you're like, what am I actually doing here? This right. is when you have information overload. But mm-hmm. our goal is that you'd actually focus less on the not important and not urgent. The goal is actually quadrant two. Mm-hmm. To spend your time, the best hours of your day, focusing on the things that are not urgent, but they're important.
0: Right. And I think that just brings forth the awareness that it is, it's obtainable. It's just a matter of sifting through our day. And here's the thing. If we have as humans about 60,000 thoughts a day, and what is it? 60% or 70% of them are the reoccurring thoughts from the day before. Sometimes we have to think about what we're thinking about, right? So if we're stuck in quadrant four analysis paralysis, and we're overwhelmed and we're spinning our tires and we're wasted the day and we realized, wow, it's 4 p.m. I can go home now or I'm done with class or I getting my day started, whatever that is, identifying the time wasters and identifying how you're spending your time and where you're feeling exhausted. Are you physically exhausted? Are you emotionally exhausted, spiritually exhausted, financially exhausted? Because they're all intermingled. It's like this bowl of spaghetti. They all overlap and it just gets messy. But if you can pull out the one noodle that you really want to work on, you're like, wow, it's physical. Cause I'm going to go into personal training mode right here because I used to be a trainer and I'm still certified. And it's simply just doing a personal inventory of your, you're physically exhausted, I would assume. Because any of those other things that I've mentioned, mentioned, it does manifest itself. And it comes out in the physical sense where you're falling asleep, even listening to this episode, you're so tired in class. You can't even keep your eyes open. Yeah. You When you do sleep, you don't wake up, but you don't feel rejuvenated. You're still could sleep for another 12 hours. Here's the thing. You have to learn how to say no to the things that are not important and not urgent. Learn how to say the word. Say it with me, everybody. No, 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 no. no. And it's okay to say no. And I think if you're a listener and if you're a Christ follower, I think sometimes if you're like me, you feel guilty saying no at times. And instead of me just saying no, I'm like, you know what? Thank you so much for thinking of me, but I don't think that's for me. Here's an example. People found out that I love hospitality. I love to host things. I love to volunteer. I love to serve people. And with where I was serving prior to what we're doing now, I was a part of something, and by the end of a two-week period, 14 days, I think I got five different department heads asking if I would help them function, you know, their department.
1: Children's ministry.
0: Yes, children, women's, women's, and there was something else too. And I'm like, that's not even what I'm passionate about, let alone what I'm called to. So I say, you know what, thank you so much for thinking of me. Unfortunately, my passion is young adults and young adult ministry, mentoring women, coming alongside them in life. Um, But I do have some people who would be interested You know, so always knowing that if I'm taking the role of something that I should be saying no to, that means I'm preventing somebody else from a yes that they come alive in.
1: Whoa, that's really good.
0: So if I at the time was not passionate about, I don't want to be stuck with 65 little kids and me. Like, I don't think I could do that. I go crazy. But there is somebody who is crazy enough and passionate enough to be that person. Praise God for them. So learning as an individual, what you're passionate about and not passionate about, and it doesn't mean that you become bitter and angry towards things like, I'm never going to try anything new because I don't like it. No, create space and room. And when you do create that space and room, you'll be able to try things out for the first time. So Learn to say no graciously, right? Yep,
1: that's keyword. And
0: hone in on the yeses that you've committed to. If you're committed to a semester of school, then you commit to those three or five or however many classes that you're taking, and you do your best and work as hard as you possibly can. Okay. I know it's tough. I've taken Greek at 8 a.m. after being up at 3.30 a.m., opening the gym, working there a couple hours, then getting to class to study a dead foreign language to me. It wasn't easy, but guess what? I did it for two semesters, Greek one and two. And praise God I passed, because if I would have taken over over again, I don't know if I would have been able to. But I'm just saying... Become passionate about what you've said yes to and don't allow that opportunity to become an obligation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, personal training mode is going to come out right here. You need to take an inventory. I still do this, you guys, and I'm not perfect at it. So, does somebody tell you that? Even as a trainer, keep it in mind are you eating? What are you eating? Are you sleeping? How long are you sleeping? Are you exercising? Yes or no, going to the parking lot and walking through the door and looking in the mirror is not exercise, okay? Just want to say that, I've seen it all. Are you part of an exercising class that can hold you accountable? Find something that you enjoy. It could be running, it could be lifting, it could be swimming, it can be anything along along those lines. And are you staying hydrated? And let me tell you, I've had people who've told me that coffee keeps them hydrated. Coffee does not hydrate you. H2O, you need nice H2O, meaning water. Water helps hydrate you. It helps keep your mind clear. It keeps your body hydrated. And guess what? The moment that you are thirsty, it's your body's way of telling you that you are dehydrated. And I know for a fact, when I'm dehydrated, I am I am run down, I'm tired, I'm groggy, I can't think straight. So just keeping them in mind, what are you eating? Are you sleeping? Are you exercising? And are you drinking enough water? So Water is water, okay? It doesn't mean that you pound a Mountain Dew or you pound a candy bar and say, oh, I got my carbs. Or if you're like my health teacher in high school says cheesecake is good for you because you have the crust as your carb, the filling as your dairy, and then the cherries as your fruit. That is not a healthy choice, my friend. I learned that very quickly by saying, teacher, you are wrong. So just keeping in mind how you're taking care of yourself physically yep. because that's going to manifest itself literally in every other element of your life. Your work, your performance at work, your schoolwork, your relationships, your friendships. So I just want to call it greatness in you, Dustin, and and anybody else. And I'm talking to myself right here too. To live the best life that you can live, you need to follow the best person we can follow, and that's Jesus. So surrendering your calendar to him is a great way to start. Surrendering your schoolwork. I had to pray that I would enjoy Greek. And guess what? I went from loathing Greek to actually enjoying it by the time it was done. I'm like, oh, it wasn't that bad. I don't know if I could say that when I was day one, class one versus the last day. So Josiah, what do you got for us?
1: Well, I just think of productivity experts. Um, to the person who maybe you're exhausted from good things and from meaningful oh, things.
0: Been there we, too, yeah. We'd
1: still say hone in what your yes is mm-hmm. and hone in what your no is. Like right. Mike is talking about grow your no and really look at mm-hmm. what opportunities um. You're hired at a job because you're good at some things. And so what sometimes happens Mm -hmm. a lot of times actually in the workforce is people move on and then you get a promotion and maybe it comes with pay, maybe it doesn't. But if you're, say, at a company three, four, five years, a lot of times you might be doing a couple people's jobs. And then by the time you leave, Mm. they sort through all the clutter and the chaos and they realize, wow, this was actually two or three people's jobs. And then they've got to hire differently. And so I think even in the workplace, this is a component, but what you are control in control of, Gordon Anderson, my college professor or president, he always said, you're the CEO of your own life.
0: Oh, In your dorm room, right? In
1: your dorm room. And that's where it starts. And so we work with a lot of college students. And for first year students, this is an activity that I've had them research in mm. different seasons. And it's called the Pomodoro Technique. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, but you could Google it. And this is the idea that you break up your day and give yourself breaks.
0: Which we need mentally and we physically, do right? We need
1: breaks. And how it works is you look at your eight-hour workday and you split it up into 25 minutes.
0: Mm-hmm
1: increments are really a half hour and you work hard for 25 minutes mm-hmm. and then you take a break for five mm-hmm. or just go do something else. And productivity experts first of all, they say that you can do like seven different things in a day on average. Wow well, yep. so if your to-do list is like go to work, go to the gym, mm-hmm. watch something on Netflix, eat, call a friend or go to a small group. Do you see how that's about six or seven things? And much more than that, you're going to be rushed in traffic and you didn't give yourself margin. And so what the Pomodoro technique is like, hey, after about 25 minutes, pause and go work on something else. Your Apple, iwatch I don't wear one, but it actually does this in its own Mm -hmm. way that you need to stand.
0: Reminds you. And, And
1: it says at probably at about 25 minute mark, you need to stand or you need to walk around the office. Stretch. You need to go to the bathroom. Get some water. Like Micah said, <laughs> you need to get some water. And so doing that, um, my college English freshman composition, mm. I still remember the first day of college. He said, This is the best writing advice that I have. Start your paper, go work on something else, or even go to sleep. And then part of your paper, your mind will continue to work on that mm-hmm. and solve the problem for you. And so that's just a productivity technique. And to say, if there's like more than six or seven things chronically on your to-do list, I'd reevaluate, like, where can you simplify? Simplify.
0: Yeah. I think that's so good. Cutting out the time wasters and just say, just a a disclaimer, like we are not perfect in any of these areas. These are just some avenues to go and to lean into. If you are chronically exhausted and there is like chemical imbalances, adrenal glands, you have the fight or flight because your um, cortisol levels are off. Like, Hey, those could all be contributing factors, but I've learned that if we could hone in on these, I won't have everything I explained because those are things I'm up against right now. So just like recognizing the red flags or the little pink flags in our lives or in our time
1: Mm -hmm. if we
0: don't deal with the pink flags they become red flags right like oh warning shut netflix off warning hallmarks coming it's coming you guys (laughs) actually they have been playing for like already a month but we just want to pray for you and pray over you that you would surrender your calendar to god um we do that actually well I do it every month and we used to do it every month when we first um, started married, we would literally open our calendar. and am like, okay, Lord, we're giving you the month of November. Would yep. you just bring, bring work, bring friendship, bring fellowship, bring young adults and people into our lives, bring the suppers that you want to like, invite us to or that we want to invite people into our home and fill your calendar with things that are going to fill you up, but leave white space for the Holy Spirit to move. And I think sometimes we forget that we were we're human beings, not human doings. That's so good. So when we're always doing, we don't know how just to be. So sometimes even when it's quiet in our house, like our heater just shut off right now and it's so quiet in here, I talk softer because I feel like I'm shouting, but like just to recognize like, oh my gosh, I can hear my heartbeat. I can hear the clock tick on the wall, you know, like I don't know how to be and not have my phone in hand or um a project in front of me or whatever. So even just learning like, Lord, what does it mean to be a human being, not a human doing? Because the world says one thing and the Bible says the other. And even Jesus rested on the seventh day. So identifying where is your Sabbath? Where are you exhausted? What is your yes? What are your no's? And different seasons look different. So don't feel bad if you're in a season of no. I think Josiah and I are both coming out of a season of no um, to really hone in on some things near and dear to our heart that we feel like God said to. And that's okay. So Josiah, do you want to wrap things up today?
1: I do. And I think that um, the question that I would ask to close is, are you following Jesus? Mm -hmm. Because Jesus' invitation to his way and his will and his word is to take our yoke, meaning he says, come to me. All you who are weary and burdened, mm-hmm. a.k.a. exhausted, stressed, mm-hmm. overwhelmed, burnt out, and he will give us rest. Mm-hmm. So I would just honestly pause and stop and ask this question. Are you following Jesus? Because if you're exhausted, it's not from following Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What? Who else are you following? Is it the ways of this world? And Jesus says in that same Sermon on the Mount, let your yes be yes Mm -hmm. and let your no be no. So we're to be people of our word. And I would just say, love this Andy Stanley quote. He says, following Jesus will make your life better and will make you better at life. Mm, So his invitation is to the burdened, It's to the exhausted. It's to the weary. To the listener today who says, I'm stressed, I'm Mm -hmm. overscheduled. And you might need to rethink and reimagine who are you following? Mm-hmm. is it busy people mm-hmm. it's, it's you're following the american dream right and i would just say because the invitation of jesus is clear it's to come and rest that doesn't mean you don't do anything as a christ A follower. call to
0: rest is not a call to lazy so Beautiful. lazy means that we're not doing anything rest means that we're being rejuvenated sitting in his presence
1: taking a sabbath
0: evaluating our week Taking a deep breath in a world that keeps running at a crazy breakneck speed, like the city that never sleeps, right?
1: (laughs) And a book that was recommended to me by um, a dear friend in our life, I wish I would have read it sooner, Mm. but it's called Addicted to Busy. And we've become friends with the author since then, but Brady Boyd, pastor of New Life Church Mm -hmm. in Colorado, Addicted to Busy. And so, if you feel like that's you and you're actually mm-hmm. addicted to busy, it's completely possible. We'd highly recommend checking out that book, our conversation on young adults today. Mm-hmm. We talk with him about what do we do if we're addicted to busy? How do we slow down? How do we truly right. follow Jesus into that invitation of rest and cast our cares on him because he cares for us? And so, you can always send us your questions, your prayer requests, and we want to just pause a little bit differently and pray mm-hmm. for the exhausted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can, can we do that?
0: Yeah, I'd love to. Father God, I just thank you so much for every single listener that is here, whether they're in their dorm, on the treadmill, stepping into the marketplace, in the mission field, um, uncertain, God, about their future or in the military, whatever there is in Lord God, whatever they're up against, I pray that they would just find rest in you. I pray that they would just be able to identify the things that are exhausting them, the people that are exhausting them, the following, the followers, God, that they would not get wrapped up in the ways of the world, but they would just be passionate for you, Lord God. So would you meet them right now, meet them in their exhaustion and just rejuvenate them, give them joy, bring them peace, Um, just rejuvenate their hearts, their minds, their souls for the things of the eternal life, Lord God, not of this earthly side. So God, I just pray in the heavenly realms that they would just be able to experience the goodness of you, that you would shine down on them and that you would just give them your rest and that they could just breathe you in and just breathe you out today, knowing that you are the King of Kings and that you are the Lord of Lords. And I pray for the person whose heart is, is wrestling the person's mm-hmm. heart who's always said no to you, who's stiff-armed you, who's been scared to say yes to you. I just pray against that fear and that doubt, that concern and that worry that they would surrender to you. So even for the person who wants to say yes and amen, God, I just pray for their salvation, that they would ensure that their salvation is in you, that they recognize that you are the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, that you sent your son in our place, um, to be beaten and bruised on the cross, who was fully man, who was fully God and fully capable Lord God of saying no, but his yes was us. So Lord God, I just pray for them during this holiday season. I pray for the direct messages that come in, the questions that come in. Would you bless them and go before them? May they just be encouraged that they get to say no and can say no to the worldly things and say yes to the good and godly things in Jesus name, we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Talk soon guys.